Good morning, and we welcome to the program for the first time Renisha Rudder with the Southeastern Indiana Regional Planning Commission. Good morning to you, Renisha. Good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for having me here. And it's uh, good to have you and uh, understand that uh, SIRPC is rolling out a new initiative. And uh, what can you tell us about that? Oh, Tom, we are so excited here at the Planning Commission um, to be rolling out the first, well, what we believe to be the first ever for the state um, regional digital inclusion plan. Um, this is a plan that we have put together with um lots of community leaders from our nine county region and it is in the hopes of closing the digital divide for a lot of the communities under our jurisdiction that have been traditionally left out of uh, broadband inclusion and digital inclusion. So we're hoping that this plan uh, put together will help fill a lot of those disparity gaps. In, uh, I imagine that the uh, Planning Commission has uh, worked together with uh, a lot of uh, different uh, people and uh, organizations in uh, trying to get this rolled out. Yes, absolutely. So, first of all, the the organization that we really have to give a lot of our gratitude uh, towards is the Purdue Center for Regional Development. They've been working with us since before I even came on as a fellow, actually um, working with the Planning Commission to develop this plan. So, it started last year. Um, it's funded by the EDA, the Economic Development Association, and um, they just brought together a lot of community leaders, again, from across the nine counties and um, asked them in what ways uh, do they see that their the residents in their communities were being left out digitally and what are some ideas that they have as to how we can help address that. Um, so it's a lot of work that's been put into this from uh, many different organizations, um, all of our advisors, you know, the organizations that they represent, um, as well as PCRD and EDA. And, of course, this is uh, regional broadband and uh, so forth. Uh, those issues have been addressed at the, uh, the state level. And uh, have mm-hmm. you had any um, uh, dealings uh, with the state of Indiana? Have they uh, given you any suggestions or anything like that? Um, well, so far I've been um, in contact uh, with uh, Ernie Holtree from the Indiana Broadband Office. So he's been a great resource. That office has been a great resource um, in terms of just advice and um, any kind of aid that, that we need in addressing um, public awareness around programs such as the Indiana Connectivity Program, which we can definitely go into detail later if you would like about, and um, and just the Broadband Ready Communities Program that I've been trying to help um, some of the, the counties under our jurisdiction to achieve that status. Um, so, yes, we've we've They've been a great partner at the IBO with us here. Um, you know, Ernie's been great in having his his door, and by door I mean email, <laughs> that he'll reply <laughs> to me open. Um, and as well as um, uh, Dr. Roberto Gallardo, who works at OCRA, um, the Office for Community and Rural Affairs. That's another one, again, with that Indiana Connectivity Program. Um, that, and he also, of course, is director of the PCRD. So it's been great having him as as a contact as well. As far as the uh, program's goals, uh, I imagine that you have several of those. Uh, what exactly are those? 
Um, yeah, we have four main goals in our plan, and then uh, with, underneath that are some, you know, sub-goals just of how to, the more detailed trail, I guess, if you will, of how to achieve those goals. So um, the first one is to, goal number one is to build and upgrade affordable, scalable, and future-proof broadband throughout the community and approve adoption. So essentially what that means is that um, any place that needs broadband infrastructure that doesn't have it, um, we aim to do our best to help them get that. If there are areas that do have it but it's outdated, um, you know, we can, we'll do our best to help them go through the avenues to find ways to improve that infrastructure. Um, we also, of course, are very invested once the infrastructure is there um, and it's, you know, as, as current as it can be, we want to make sure that it's accessible to the residents and the, and the business owners in the area. Um, we want them to be able to, it, we want it to be affordable for them um, because there's no sense in building all this and then, you know, the, the price of it is, acting as a gatekeeper um, so that the more affordable it is, the more reliable it is. Our hopes are that, you know, it'll encourage people in the communities to adopt it or to, you know, buy it. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. And so goal number two is that we want to ensure that all residents have reasonable access to quality, affordable, and reliable devices, as well as trusted technical support to maintain, upgrade, and use these devices. So the first part is making sure that that infrastructure and the access is there. The second goal is working towards the devices that residents can access internet on. Um, that is a second tier because a lot of people, um, especially in rural communities, actually tend to access the internet via their cell phones. And um, that is okay if you're just surfing Facebook or something, but if you're trying, if you're a student and you're trying to, say, write a term paper or any kind of paper, um, that is very hard to do on, on a cell phone. Yes, you have apps like Google Docs and all kinds of, you know, Microsoft Word and everything that you can download on your phone these days, but it's still significantly difficult to do that on a cell phone versus a laptop or a tablet that you can snap into a little, a nice little portable keyboard um, and turn it into your laptop. So on top of, of having that affordable internet access, we also want to give all residents the opportunity to, um, equal opportunity to get access to devices that will help. Okay. And, um, then, and other one, uh, uh, one of your goals I, I see uh, under, um, addresses a, a literacy, a digital literacy ecosystem. Now, can you explain that, please? Yes, yes. That is a, our kind of our broad picture goal there. That's goal number three, to provide that digital literacy ecosystem. Um, we want that to, of course, be access across multiple technologies, um, offering support and equi equity and access to people of all ages and abilities. So what we mean by multiple technologies is um, not just digital devices, again, for personal use, but it could also be um, technologies concerning the workforce, um, you know, what kind of 
different computer systems do you do you need to be able to be successful in um, manufacturing jobs or you know agricultural jobs um, you know there's all there's it's a broad application for that so and then you know to have people of all ages and abilities um, one population in particular that comes to mind is senior citizens you know they grew up at a time that computers used to be this huge huge machine that took up a whole room and not for personal use and so nowadays especially when we have things like um, telehealth care and um, being able to speak with a doctor, not just over a phone, but over a video app, um, some seniors have uh, some senior citizens have trouble being able to navigate those steps and how to reach their their healthcare provider digitally, um, or even just. Some, sometimes simply just even know how to turn a computer on. Um, so we definitely want to be able to support our communities and, um, and the, the leaders who want to expand access to digital literacy classes for those type of populations who um, have low digital skills. Um, and again, that's not just seniors. That was just one example. Um, this, this, of course, happens across all ages, and there's different abilities. You might have, you know, for instance, our teenagers that are very digitally competent when it comes to cell phones and tablets, but if they go on a PC, will they know how to use a, a PC version of Microsoft Word? Um, will they know how to how to type on a, on a keyboard? Uh, when I was growing up, you know, we had computer classes teaches that stuff and I'm not sure how if that still happens in the school system now but if it doesn't that's a skill that they're going to need to know eventually when they're old enough and they are out in the workforce and they have a type of job where they're they're going to be on a computer um, so we want to be able to offer them um, the opportunity to, to build those skills. All right. Any uh, other goals in the program? Yes, number four um, is to include connectivity devices and digital skills into local and regional community and economic development strategies through public-private partnerships or coordination and assessments resulting in sustainable digital equity ecosystems. So again, that is that broad picture there where we want to um, first of all, communicate to people why this is important. We want to we want to raise awareness as to why their communities need this. And the important thing to note there is that, you know, you don't want to get left out. The digital um, inequalities they affect businesses, they affect organizations and workers alike. And if this inequality, this uh, this digital divide is not addressed for our region, it's going to place us at a competitive disadvantage when our our residents, our workforce don't have these digital skills. So if we can work with small businesses in the, in the area to gather data, um, farmers around uh, IT, uh, just get opinions from from businesses and the workforce on digital reskilling. Um, you know, the healthcare sector as well is another important one to to note for for digital skills. Um, this is going to take kind of an all hands in um, approach uh, that we're hoping that we can get communities and businesses and all the different stakeholders across this region to buy into and adopt and work with us so that we can bring each other up together. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out and we'll continue our conversation with Renisha Rudder 
with the Southeastern Indiana Regional Planning Commission. Uh, she uh, outlines the Regional Digital Inclusion Plan, and that's coming up right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with Renisha Rudder with the Southeastern Indiana Regional Planning Commission. And uh, Renisha, you've been outlining the uh, Regional Digital Inclusion Plan. And uh, you uh, alluded to it a little bit earlier, but uh, what are some of the things that uh, people would need to, uh, you know, kind of uh, have a mind to uh, look out for as this uh, program is rolled out? Oh, that's a great question, Tom. Um, Well, first thing, we would like for people to um, consider where the gaps are in their own communities. Where do they see it, you know, or even starting with themselves, you know, what are there some digital skills that they're lacking that they would like to have the opportunity to improve on if they were, if they had access to classes or some type of online courses, um, are there, where are they seeing the gaps in their own household, in their communities, and what are ways that they think that we should be addressing those? Um, it's really, you know, we this plan is a really great outline, but it comes with a caveat that we don't know everything. Um, and this is, these are just uh, plans that uh, we've had the community leaders help us make, um, but there's definitely still some 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 holes in there that we're hoping that the communities again that we hope to buy have them buy in will be able to to fill. So, um, I'd say that if I think that the the greatest thing is with this plan is if communities can adopt this and realize it's important and be willing to to work with us in terms of contacting us if they have any ideas, if they have, it, um, for instance, uh, an idea where we can seek um, the uh, to source for our tech-savvy uh, volunteer corps, um, which we hope to, that is part of our plan. Um, that's something that we hope to come into fruition to help uh, leverage uh, the, those skills from the people that are knowledgeable with digital skills um, to help, again, w- bring up digital, improve digital literacy for our communities. Um, if they know where we can tap a resource for those volunteers, contact us and let us know. Um, if they are somebody that's passionate about digital inclusion and they have their own idea for a program, contact us and let us know. Um, the beauty of this time, especially coming out of the pandemic, is that there's a lot of money coming from the federal government um, to to be able to fund uh, things like this and the initiatives like this plan so that we can bring communities up. So it's very likely that if somebody comes to us with an idea that maybe hasn't been done before or if they've seen it done in a different state or a different region and they would like to have it implemented in their community, we can. there's more than likely some type of grant, I'm sure, <laughs> that we can help them find to get them that funding and help them um, build that program and initiate it in their community. So um, that's 
I think that that's the beauty of this plan is that it gives you a really good skeleton for how to address digital divide, but it also still leaves room for new innovative ways to to go about um, for the community to, to work together to address it. Now, are there plans in place to uh, go before uh, government entities such as uh, cities and town councils or um, county commissioners and things of that nature? Or uh, has that uh, to uh, pitch this program or has have those uh, things been worked out yet? Um. Are, is that specifically laid out in the in the plan? No, but that is something that we've kind of already been doing in a sense. Um, I've been trying to to get. Uh, we have nine counties under our region, as I said before. Seven of them have not been um, awarded the broadband ready communities. Uh, certification yet, and that is something that I'm working with different uh, leaders uh, of the task forces to to do. And um, inevitably, you have to work with local government units um, for for that kind of stuff. So we already do have pre-existing relationships with uh, quite a few local government entities in the in the cities, in the towns, in the townships um, under our region, and uh, so. Nothing explicitly laid out in the plan as of this moment, but is there something that we're already working on with those different uh, local government entities? Absolutely. Um, And on different, you know, varied projects at this time and definitely will be more in the future for sure. All right. And uh, shifting gears, Renisha, um, like I'm kind of curious about uh, your background, how you got involved uh, with the Southeastern Indiana Regional Planning Commission and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you have the title of fellow in there. Um, can you uh, kind of uh, give us a uh, synopsis of how uh, you got involved and kind of your background as well and uh, how you got involved with the uh, Southeastern Indiana Regional Planning Commission? Yes, absolutely. Well, um, so... Last year, I was recruited, I was contacted by this organization called Lead for America, and um, a recruiter actually, it's kind of funny, he reached out to me, I think within like two days of their um, application deadline closing, it was like, hey, I'm sorry, it's so last minute, I just read your profile on um, this this app that I had used with my with my college um to you know, find internships and jobs and stuff, and uh, you 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 seem really like a great match. So I'm sorry for last minute, but our application process is short. Would you like to <laughs> Would you like to apply? So I was like, sure, I'll take a look at it. And um, so that process uh, was was interesting, and it, so I essentially got matched. Um, because they prefer for you to have a hometown connection, and they didn't really have anything um, in the state that I was living in at the time that um, that really was something that I that I wanted to go for. So I I think Indiana was the next best choice. Um, I originally grew up in Louisville, so with Indiana being right across the river, I was like, okay, close enough for a hometown connection. <laughs> um, I actually ended up a little bit further from just across the river than, than I originally thought I'd be. Um, but this works this fellowship is also in conjunction with the Purdue Center for Regional Development. Um, I have two wonderful program managers. Um, in addition to Roberto Gallardo, who again runs PCRD, but we also have Annie Cruz Porter and Jessica Wamless um, that that directs me and 
five other fellows across the state. Um, so we are, our, our project, our fellowship scope, I should say, is for the American Connection Corps. And that is essentially, um, that's also a national a national group, but for here in Indiana, we are working to close the, the digital device specifically for addressing Indiana's needs. Um, so it's been a whirlwind um, because everything happened so fast. That was, I think, literally like the summer. Yeah, last summer. And now here I am, and it's already six months into my fellowship. Um, I got placed at the CERPC, and I really just, I love it here. Um, the ladies here are just wonderful. I really hit the jackpot in terms of placement sites. So um, I'm just so happy to be here. All the communities that I have gone out and met have been so wonderful and welcoming. I mean, there's just so much, so much talent and so, so many wonderful people in this region. I just, I'm so excited to be working to serve them here. All right, so it sounds like uh, you like uh, southeastern Indiana just fine, huh? I do, I do. I kept telling my mom and say, you know, growing up, <laughs> growing up in Louisville, we had no idea. Um, so much uh, stuff was over here. Um, it's just we we missed out. It's, you know, it's only be an hour away. <laughs> um, but I'm certainly glad to be here now and learning um, about these communities and all the all the really cool things that you all have going on so much to leverage so that's why it really just excites me to see you know with this plan how when everything or as much of it as possible gets implemented oh man this region is just it's going to take off i'm really excited for this region with this plan i can't wait to see the uh, end result eventually and uh, and uh, renisha rudder uh, anything else uh, that we uh, might have missed that uh, needs to be touched on um, yes, just really quick. Um, when we have this plan up on our website, um, you can read it at www.surpc.org slash digital dash inclusion dash plan. Um, and just wanted to put that website out. Of course, people will also be able to Google that as well um, and reach the, the plan if they're interested in reading it. It is only a, a short <laughs> uh, 12 pages, um, but it's not 12 full pages. A lot of that is very nice big type and pictures, so don't be too intimidated. But I really you know, would love for everybody within um, hearing distance of this to take a look at our digital plan and um, really see where you might be interested in helping us implement some of these goals that we've laid out for the community. Um, you know, our our number is is always running. It is uh, 812-689-5505, and we'd love to hear from the community about um, any ideas that they, that they want. They can also um, check out our Facebook pages. Um, there's one for the Sir PC um, that is on Facebook, and then I made one specifically for the fellow page. Um, so you can type both of those into the search box of Facebook and should pop up. Both of them have the same logo. Um, and then I try to share things all digital inclusion related specifically on the fellow page. Um, and then, again, just reach out to us with any, with any ideas that they have or any um, feedback on the plan. We'd yep. love to hear from our communities. All right. So, again, that is sarbc.org or the phone number 
0405. Renisha Rutter yes. of the Southeastern yes, Indiana sir. Regional Planning Commission. We, uh, we sure appreciate your time this morning, and thank you for joining us. I appreciate you too, Tom. Thank you so much.